The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, Peter Vlahos, Kim Hagdorn. It is a Thursday night and it's great to have your company here on The Drive. All thanks to Toolmark, the complete tool centre. You want to talk about something that Peter Matera said before the break. In closing, before we went to that uh, advertisement break, uh, he said, oh, you know, the 22 players that played. There was only 20 that played in 1990. <laughs> and by 1990, for, by 1994, uh, so 92 was a 20-man team with interchange. Um, 94 was a 21-man team, Peter mm. Matera. So he was he was so busy getting knocked up, getting kicks and so on that he, he must have forgotten Gee, that, I reckon. But, 18 uh, possessions that, in that game. Yeah, and five goals. 5-3. Imagine if he kicked straight. Jeez. So Craig Turley, Carl Langdon... Paul Harding and Mitchell White all played in 92, the 1992 premiership team that's being celebrated this weekend. Come 94, so David Hart, who didn't play in 92, but he was an emergency in 92 and got injured during the Waffle Finals. Jason Ball, David Hines, Shane Bond, Ryan Turnbull, Drew Banfield, they were the new premiership players come 1994 uh, as West Coast grew their history. Mm, Amazing. Anyway, Kim, what about, uh, let's look at, the AFL has banned Bailey Smith out of games against Brisbane and Sydney on top, of course, of GWS and Hawthorne clashes he's already suspended for. Uh, he was interviewed, as we know, by the AFL officials as part of an integrity unit investigation, I think, today and handed that two-game suspension for using that illicit uh, substance. Your thoughts on it also? He's out for a month, but, if, you know, is it, is it sufficient? Is I, it warranted? I know? think it's soft. It, it's very soft. I get the impression that uh, Bailey Smith has perhaps softened this and saved himself further suspension, perhaps even further, um, I suppose, embarrassment uh, uh, by his confession that he Mm. did sort of say, well, I'm not going to deny this. (laughs) Someone's put it out there and that was me. And, and it was cocaine. He didn't even say, oh, I'm not going to say what was in yeah. the packet, as, as sometimes we've seen and heard with these sorts of issues. It's the modern-day world. I get the impression that by being very early in his apology and confession, he's, he's softened this. He's mellowed this with the AFL's approach on him to say, well, okay, look, you've copped a bit. You've, you've copped it on the chin. You've owned up. Here's two weeks. But I think they're pretty uh, – with the AFL's – and it's the Players Association, not the AFL's illicit drug policy as such. The AFL Players Association drug policy, I think there's some some restrictions, some minimums that they can impose, Peter, and I think this is one of them. Right. Because of the confession, it's two games, and we've seen that with, with other people in the recent past. And uh, certainly the Harry Mumford is another one where we, we it immediately comes to mind – out it goes. It's on social media. It hits all the television networks all around the country, and it, that's whether it's in a NRL territory or not. Anyone uses it, and he got two weeks. So I think they were, there was a precedent on that, and therefore there's a precedent on, on this even with uh, Bailey Smith. But the one with the Bailey Smith one, uh, there's been it, it always creates such debate, doesn't it? And everyone wants to have a say about the AFL's illicit drug policy. One thing, one area that I will suggest will protect it forever, is that at least it gives these guys a chance to get counselling and help and assistance from their club and those around them. I'd do that as a parent as well. I mm-hmm. wouldn't want them hung, drawn and quartered at their first offence. If one of my kids had sort of had gotten into trouble, now, whichever way it was, you find out, you'd want to help them through this and help them get them off, get off the stuff or 
what the heck's going on? Help me understand it. Yeah. You wouldn't want them hung, drawn and quartered and banned forever. Ban- and yet some people do call for the big bans. The AFL's got to be stricter and tougher on, on illicit drugs. It is what's out there. And I think the best means is that the first strike is protected and, and held confidentially. The second strike, more people around their club should know. I, I, I do believe that. And certainly parents, so they could play a part. And if you continue, third strike probably should be more than even 12 games, Peter, as it is. That's soft as well. If you get to a third strike, for God's sake, you haven't learnt from your first two. Okay, let's have a look at the other issue, which is interesting. We're talking about the uh, reigning premier, the Melbourne Demons. Uh, They've got the bye together with Brisbane, Collingwood, Frio, Hawthorne Mm. and North Melbourne this weekend. But some significant news coming out of... Uh, the Demons, not only because of Stephen May and what transpired there, but more so regarding their captain in Max Gorn, who looks like being out more than a month mm. and how much impact that's going to have on mm. Melbourne in the second half of the season. This is big news for the Demons. Well, it, it was huge news. It, it sort of grew more through Wednesday, I reckon, than Tuesday. And I, I was a little bit surprised at how Max Gorn handled Tuesday morning. At least he was willing to stop and talk to a yeah. gaggle of media waiting. It was, a, uh, a, what do you call a non-prescribed sort of media uh, opportunity. The, he call, was stopped call, as they, he's walking they, into yeah, the they, clubhouse. They call it a doorstop in yeah, TV well, circles. I, I call it toe stop. I, because I've been involved not, in those many, many times. Yeah, well, they're usually in a car park or something, yeah. and it's so amateurish. Yeah. The AFL should clean that up, and so should the Players Association have a, a better arrangement than in car parks, you know, at the door, around the around the MCG. And so, But when he sort of said, he was asked, well, hang on, you're in a moon boot. We saw you getting treatment all yesterday. No, no, nothing. No, no story here. Moonboot, just a precaution. I'm fine. It's five to six weeks that you're out, Max. And that, that's another example of where the players and the, the AFL industry expect the masses to just believe whatever gets said at the shop window. And I've talked about this numerous times with you, Peter, but I, I reckon he is such an impacting loss to Melbourne that this will continue the, the momentum of their decline. This opens the door even further because mm. I'm not so sure they can recover. You sort of thought, well, they've had the three consecutive losses uh, over rounds 11, 12 and 13 into their bye and now they lose Max Gorn. I think he's the most influential player to a team in the competition. Him to Melbourne is just so pivotal to everything they do and everything we lauded last year. Look at his final series. Look at his game two weeks ago, even though, even though when when Melbourne got beaten a fortnight ago against Sydney, he was amazing. He had midfielder statistics. I think he's such a big loss. He's, he's averaging 25 hit-outs, six marks and, and five clearances a game, 20 disposals a game, 20 disposals. The big Ruckman's averaging 11 contested. I think it's a massive blow to, to Melbourne because they play – they come out of the bye with Brisbane – Adelaide in Adelaide, they should win that, you'd think. Geelong at Geelong, Port in Alice Springs, and the Bulldogs will be playing for their lives at Marvel. If Max Gorn misses those, that's a huge blow. Melbourne could continue to drop games. Before we take a break, uh, let's have a look at also North Melbourne have got the bye this weekend, so they can breathe a bit easier. But Jason Horn Francis, of course, the number one draft pick uh, going into this season. Well, Jack Watts was a number one draft pick as well. And this is what he said about Horn Francis and what he should be doing 
going forward. If, if I'm him, I'd be getting out of there, yeah. personally. And, and I think... But you didn't. Well, I didn't, exactly. And that's why I'd, I'd probably say, you know, it didn't really turn Should out have. great for me. Really yeah. did it. So it's a tough one. And just the amount of pressure he's under. Anything he does, or if you pick 76 and he, you like yeah. A, yeah. a tweet yeah. or you like a something, or no, yeah. one, no one cares. So Jack Watt says, just get out of there. Oh, I would as well. The, the kid is just, just, he's hating it in there. He And look... I have no regard for David Noble as a coach. Mm. I think he's poor, and he was a poor choice in the first place, and his record is showing that. And and the way that so many important players are now playing so poorly and so disinterestedly, and they, they walk at times. They they don't put tackles on. Opposition sides are just walking past. It's a joke watching North Melbourne play. And I I've, I've found it offensive a couple of weeks ago when someone tried to say that West Coast were worse than North Melbourne. North Melbourne's probably the worst I've ever seen, the way they're, they're just not interested, arguing amongst themselves. Jason Horn francis has to get out of there. He's duty-bound. Because I, I reckon the draft system is so unfair on some of these poor kids when they get picked by the... T- and the number one pick is going to the worst team in the competition. Yeah. And not only is North Melbourne the worst team, they're poorly run. And therefore, it is not fair that a kid like Jason Horn francis as outstanding as he is, had to go to North Melbourne. Get out of there as quick as you can, son, and get back to Adelaide as best you can. Mm. Uh, but wait to see also, if they get rid of the Noble as they should, he'd be much better coached from next year onwards. Okay, we're going to take a break, come back with more in a moment. On the Tempera Bedshed text line, come and join us, 0487 736 736 or the Scarborough Toyota open line, 13 1255. A bit of a uh, relief also for West Coast in the game on Saturday. Patrick Dangerfield has been uh, delayed. Uh, that is his comeback. He won't be travelling to take on the Eagles. And also a bit of news regarding Alex Pierce from the Fremantle Dockers. So we will address those two issues on the other side of the break here on Drive.